We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another exciting edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. It's 2022. How are you doing? That's right. It's our first segment from 2022, isn't it? Yeah, well, first recording in 2022, yes. That is so true, yes. Well, it's going to be a special one today, too, because I love our story. I just love good-hearted stories when you hear them. Absolutely. This is one of my best. You know, I used to do radio with Mike and Stephanie. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, that's right, for 21 years. (laughs) And um, I think this was probably about seven years ago. This little girl came to us, and she was only eight years old at the time. And she had found out that her grandfather, who she had just met, had been homeless. And she wanted to do something specific and helpful for the homeless. And so she started her own business called Snuggle Sacks. And her mother is with us today as well. Her, number, her mother's name is Stacy Daw, And they call her, instead of manager, she's a momager. A momager. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? And I loved meeting her when she was only eight years old. She's back with us again today. Welcome, and thank you for being with us, Stacy and Addison. Thank you. thank you. This is awesome. So, Stacy, how did you feel when little Addison came to you and said, Mom, I want to start a business? Did you have any idea it was going to be as successful <laughs> as it is now? Well, you know, it never, it's funny, it never started out to be like that. Um, You know, after meeting her grandfather, Addison is the youngest of three kids, and um, they all wanted to kind of do something to help the homeless. You know, they grew up here in the Flint area, and we've seen it. I'll be the first to admit we were that really busy family that just, you know, we'd see it and we'd drive by it. Um, But, you know, like many other things in life, once it hits you personally, it it takes a different toll on you. So um, they all kind of wanted to do something. But Addison was the only one at the time that didn't have extracurriculars going on. She was only eight years old. Um, So she looked into it and her and her sister found the idea of blessing bags. So um, I I was always in the marketing world for my career. So I had a lot of um, friends that helped us out. And we just threw it up on Facebook and listed about 20 different items we would need. And we got enough stuff. Her first delivery was 76 sacks. We took up to the uh, South End Soup Kitchen. And, um, and from there, it just grew. Every day we'd get home, there was more and more stuff on the porch and they would make more. Our basement turned into an assembly line and, <sighs> and um, it just, it, before we knew it, uh, she was actually on the radio with you guys and a yes. caller heard her um, telling her story and he had called in and offered to pay all of her fees to become a nonprofit. And that's how the actual um, the non 501c3 nonprofit started. Oh so. my gosh, look at that. Pay it forward and it comes back to you. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Did that man want to stay anonymous or did he want to? Does he? You know, he did, but he, um, Addison was very blessed to acquire a warehouse in Fenton about four or five years ago and he showed up to her ribbon cutting and we actually got to meet him. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Is it somebody that we would all know? Uh, no, no, okay. just a resident there here in the Flint area. That is so cool. Well, Addison, I cannot be more proud of you because, you know, I must tell you, I think we've all driven by somebody who said, I'll work for food or they're homeless. Mm -hmm. And we all want to help. Of course, as a good person, you always want to help. But you made the difference. You actually stepped out there and did it, Addison. Tell us your whole story. Go back to when you were eight years old and you first met your grandfather. Uh, Go ahead and start right from the very uh, beginning. Okay. Um, Well, I met him for the first time when I was eight. And so I kind of didn't really understand homelessness to the full extent until like he told us how he like like what he went through exactly and then I realized like oh I want to do something to help the people that really need stuff did you ask him what they needed because you're not you yourself not being homeless you wouldn't realize the materials they need did he tell you what would be the most helpful as a homeless person 
Yeah, and we, we did go to them a lot for, like, everything the homeless would need to put in sacks. So the sacks just kept getting more and more items put in them. Well, you know, you were a great inspiration because when you came into the radio station and told us your story, I became even more aware and I started making these little sacks in my car and the grandkids <laughs> would love to tell me, Nina, there's one. I think there's one over there. Is he homeless? And it would just be like some granola bars, some Kleenex and a, the number of some shelters they could go to. But people seem to hmm. really appreciate that. So that's because of you, sweetheart, that we started doing that. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. So when you met your grandfather at eight years old, he was no, he was not homeless at that point, right? No, he was actually in a veteran's home. Okay. Well, I'm glad he found a place to go because that's very needed. Is he still with us? Is he still alive? Um, He actually passed... Two summers two, ago. Two summers ago. But he got a chance to see what you did, right? The success that you made yes. with his inspirational right. story. He got to travel here and be on the Today Show with Addison, actually. So. Wow. Oh my gosh, you're a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, they showed up at our, our warehouse here and did a nice uh, story, you know. It was just really nice. After all the hardships he went through to see something positive come out of his situation, Absolutely. you know, I think it really put him at peace for sure. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Well, I know, Addison, you're 14 years old now. And in yeah. addition, there's a nonprofit, there's a store. It's called Giving Grace Boutique. Where is that located? That is located in downtown Linden. Okay. And all the proceeds of the sales go to that nonprofit, right? To run your nonprofit. So can people donate things to the, to the boutique or is it all brand new things? How's that run? Oh, pretty much brand new things. Okay. Yeah, it's a full retail store. It's very similar to like a Hallmark store. Very um, gifty type items, goes with the season, clothing, home decor, um, just all kinds of fun little things. Yeah. So, okay. You said you started off making like 76 little snuggle sacks. What are you up to today? How many have you made? Like 1200 a month. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's 1200 a year? Month. Month. A month. <laughs> wow. What? Well, you have to have some help to make 1200 a month, don't you? Yes, we do. <laughs> so once you, okay, you have to have help to make these bags. Can you give us an idea of what's inside those bags? Um, just travel size toiletries, snacks, hats, gloves, blankets, water, tissues, hand warmers, chapstick. Feminine products. Yeah. Right. So we put about a week's worth of the snacks and stuff in there. A big one. And, and just to kind of go back to what you were saying, you know, our original sacks, those original 76 had 20 items in it. And now she's up to about 40 items in each sack. Wow. And that's including, you know, multiple of the snacks, but we've just learned things along the way, like um, the Raymond noodle cups, you know, we can put those in there and we also put in instant coffee packs so they can make the noodles and eat those and then use the, the styrofoam cup for the coffee and, oh, um, yeah. you know, just different things. Her grandpa taught her the, um, you know, we each sack has the toiletries we put in a separate Ziploc bag, but they actually get a backpack from us. Um, but you know, just with that Ziploc, the different uses they have and putting a garbage bag in there, just a, a black one. So if they're, you know, just a, for a pride, from a pride standpoint, he'd say, you know, if I was grabbing bottles or cans, having a, a bag you couldn't see through to carry those just help, you know, from the pride standpoint and, and not as embarrassing and stuff like that, that we've really, it's evolved quite a bit. <laughs> wow, that's very thoughtful on your part. I wouldn't even thought about that. So that's very considerate. And so how do you find the people that are truly in need? I mean, do you find you go back to the same people each time or you have new people that are homeless? How do you find them? 
we sometimes get some repeats, right? Yeah. Um, and, and in that in that case, if they have the the original backpack they receive from us, we just kind of refill it for them. Um, but we do street outreach mostly on the weekends. Um, we partner with every shelter in the state of Michigan, pretty much. We make sure they always have fifty on hand, so when they get low. Uh, you know, we get we get more out to them. Uh, we partner with police um, and keep them in the cars. Uh, we actually have about 200 in the in the warehouse right now, going to the Genesee County Sheriff this week. Um, right there at the jail, they've been opening up as a warming center in the I evenings. I saw that on TV. Yes, the Catholic Charities yeah. were already full, yeah. and the sheriff said, "You know what? I'm going to help you out. I'm going to open the lobby to our jail. Anybody can come in and sleep in the lobby to stay warm." Yeah, uh, it was so yeah. cool. It's, it's gotten way bigger, obviously, than our family. <laughs> when we started out in our basement, and now she has a full warehouse here in Linden, where groups come in. Gosh, a couple nights a week, yeah. and. And they assemble and, you know, used to be a hundred of them out of our house would take us a couple days. And now we can do a hundred in an hour with a good group of 10. And Wow. Look at you guys. That's impressive. Very cool. Yeah. I'm so proud of both of you. You're making a difference in this world. A lot of people want to help. But they don't know how you guys just made it happen. And that's why I'm so proud of you for doing that. Amazing. Truly. So how can we help you? Like, what do you need? What's that? How can we help you? Like, can we donate items or money or volunteer? I mean, can people help you make this happen? We always need donations and oh. links. The snacks and stuff go out pretty fast. All, like, yeah, yeah, all everything. the items. We're always taking donations of the actual items we use in the sacks. Um, since the Today Show aired a couple years ago, she has supporters from across the country even. Wow. Um, so set up an Amazon store where they can just go right in and order, you know, the, the exact items we use and they get shipped right to us. So we do get that recurring quite often. Um, obviously we're 501c3, so monetary donations that goes a long way just because of our, um, connections with vendors and, and the non-tax status, we can, uh, the money can go a little bit farther than just, you know, run into Walmart or whatnot, but, sure. um, well, when you do go to Walmart or Target or wherever you might go, do you tell them what you're doing? Because a lot of times they might actually be able to donate more for you. <laughs> tell our story about um, when you get your blankets. <laughs> when we go to Walmart to get the blankets that we put in the sacks, yeah. we always have to have like three carts for them. <laughs> and they get so full. And we, my siblings that come and help us, we all just have to have either two carts with us, <laughs> pushing them down the aisles. But it always wow. garners attention. Yeah. And people say, why are you buying 500 uh, right. you know, blankets? Once we tell them the story, it's very, very common for people to hand her a $20 bill to go Aww, towards it. That is so <laughs> sweet. I love that. Cool. Like the, the reason Snuggle Sex has gone on for six years is just literally the community support. You know, sure. the kids have been blessed to be part of every chamber of commerce and it never fails. If they run out of gloves, they can call those chambers and they'll put it out through their, you know, mass emailings and all that. And before we know it, we've got 10 businesses doing a glove drive for us. Oh, or, absolutely. You know, it's just been absolutely amazing. But um, so can you, you know, give just, us. Can you give us your email or your phone number, how we can actually donate to you, how we can help you? Is there an email or a phone number we can use? Yeah. The email is team at snugglesacks.org. And then our website is www.snugglesacks.org. Okay. Say that one more time. People are trying to write it down fast. Go ahead and repeat both those. <laughs> team at snugglesacks.org and www.snowsacks.org. There you go. Perfect. Because people want to help you. I'm sure they do. They'll be listening to this. So what else can we do to help you? I mean, now, okay, now, for example, 
I was wondering, how do you find the homeless? Because they're, they're everywhere. When the sheriff did say, we're going to open up the lobby in our um, jail for people, could you go there when you hear that and, and visit them and give them some things? Yeah, we could, you could totally do that. So Yeah, so Parkwear Street Outreach as well. Obviously, we're just a family of five. And, um, you know, since this has blown up so big, Sheridan or Addison's oldest sister, Sheridan, has moved away to college where – um, she started the started Snuggle Sacks on campus there at Saginaw Valley, um, but they all have a piece of, of this to keep it running. So she actually runs like all of our social media and anything she can do remotely, you know, the email blasts and the website and her brother does all the logistics side of things. So when the shelters place orders with us, he determines how many we need and where they're going and arranges the deliveries. And then Addison steps in with getting the volunteers and making sure we have those for the week. So it's just turned into this, you know, huge uh, operation, but. Well, I would love to see um, you guys make money with this because that therefore you could make it your own business and stay with it and not have to quit to go work to make your bills. So is there a way you can make some money with this? Like go on Shark Tank and say, hey, people could actually buy each of these snuggle sets. Kind of the the goal of the store at this point. Um, you know, they they were at the age where they all had jobs, and that was the tough part. They'd get to the warehouse for snuggle sacks at nine or ten at night, and they're all still in school. So right. <laughs> it was like you know doing homework at eleven at night. So the store is they they're on payroll for the store. Um, it's it's set up as a separate retail entity, but all the proceeds of it run the nonprofit. So it's a way for them to still work on the snuggle sacks when they're at work. Um, and then, you know, keep funds rolling in 2020 almost shut us down. You know, oh, we sure. went from about, um, 80% of our monthly, uh, costs were covered by monthly donors and now we're down to about 10%. So we're still struggling to, uh, keep, keep it going. But I mean, at one point we were at probably 2000 sacks a month. So yeah. the 1200 is, is kind of disheartening just knowing what our potential is, but at the same time, that's 1200 people she's helping each month, you know, so we got to keep it in perspective a little bit, but. Well, if somebody wanted to say sponsor a hundred snuggle sacks or do something where they can be the sponsor of that, what does each yep. snuggle sack cost? Like the retail value, if the things you put in there, you said about 40 um, items in there. So it's going to be at least $40, right? No, it actually costs around 15 to make a whole sack. So if somebody wanted to sponsor it, say, give you $20 for it, you'd make $5 and that's going to pay your time to put them all together. I mean, that might uh -huh. be something you could do. And I, I would love to give $20 to buy a snuggle sack for somebody. I think that's a, a good way to look at things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we do have a lot of like, even the customers that come into the store, they'll ask that exact question, you know, how much does it cost to make a sack? And we'll tell them and they'll just donate that. Um, we also have like corporate sponsorship levels where even for a $500 sponsorship, we can order 500 of our backpacks and put their logo on it. And, Aww, you know, yeah. just different oh. things like that. So, well, I know at MTA, um, I just talked to uh, Marie Stewart, who was uh, a yeah. teammate of ours. You and she Marie. said, Yes, Marie's awesome. And she said that we did actually sponsor the golf outing for you guys for Snuggle Sacks. Yep, yep, every year. Every year she's had that. MTA has been a whole sponsor. Good. So. Well, I know Friends of Public Transportation puts on a golf outing. We should invite you guys to come out and set up your table and maybe you can get more awareness that way as well. Sure, we're, we're a big golf family, so we love it. <laughs> That's great. Well, girls, I so appreciate you taking your time away from your job and your school and your business to talk to us and let us know more about this. Is there anything else, any last words you'd like to give us about the organization or yourselves? 
thank you. Yeah, just, no, yeah. we just say thank you. It's, you know, for us, it's um, it's 90% awareness for yeah. us. You know, we the kids go to Linden schools. They grew up here in Fenton. So it's homelessness is not something you just see here every day, obviously. Sure. Um but again, I was, I went to Linden schools and I was that homeless kid that nobody, it, you know, we lived in motels and I didn't tell anybody that. So nobody knew that. So just, you know, teaching all these kids in sports groups and even companies that come in for team building to do this, just the awareness that, you know, homelessness is 10 minutes up the road. And so anytime we get an opportunity like you guys are giving us to get that word out there, we just appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I love what you guys are doing. Just, I, I'm so enamored and impressed with what you guys are doing and I, I've heard somebody say that you are just one incident or accident from being homeless like if you lost your job oh, yeah. or if you got a car accident and that you know such a stigma around it you know at first we run into people that that don't want to really help just because it's well they put themselves there or they this or they that and it's you know when you really sit down I'd say honestly 10% of the cases we run into are people on drugs or something. The other ones are just down on their luck. And it's one, once you're in a spiral, it is so hard to get out of homelessness. It's just sure. insane. Well, I heard somebody say, well, I just go get a job. I thought, well, he has to have a car to get to a job. He has to be able to take a shower to clean yeah. up, do the job interview. So there's a lot well, of things in the way. That, the biggest part with the job part is an ID. Because yeah. once you're homeless for a couple of years and your ID's expired, you can't get that renewed because you don't have an address. Right. So you don't have an ID, you can't get a job. And so just different things like that. Addison's brother really enjoys the uh, advocacy side of things. And what we've learned there, you know, the, the state of Michigan, there's different um, uh, nonprofits we partner with that are, we're trying to get like big post offices like Flint, where we could put maybe 10 homeless people to one PO box and they could use the physical address of the post office itself to at least get that ID and get that ball rolling again. That's but, a great idea, Stacy. Yeah. Now you're thinking, I love those ideas. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, it's all in the works, it's just slow going and with COVID, all the advocacy stuff has kind of taken a back seat, unfortunately. So yes. all we can do at this point is try to keep them warm and fed and yeah. resourced, so. Well, I know people do care and they do want to help, so hopefully they'll reach out to you. And I plan on going shopping at the Giving Grace Boutique and that's on Linden uh, Road. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we're right downtown on the, at the stoplight. It's actually 106 Bridge Street, which okay. is also Linden Road. Um, just it's Bridge Street here in town, but right at the stoplight. All right, I'm going to come looking for you. We want to help to donate. Absolutely. Yes, and make a difference. Well, thank you for helping bring awareness to the homeless in our communities by providing homeless individuals with survival kits that no one else did but you. So thank you so much for doing that and giving us the inspiration to do it ourselves. Thank well, you. You bet. We'll continue to help. Well, thank you, Addison. Love seeing you grow up like that. I can't believe you're 14 already. I met you when you were eight. No. It happens <laughs> fast. Well, Stacy, her little uh, momager instead of a manager. I love that. You guys keep up the great work and let us know if we can do anything to help you in the future, okay? Thank you all so much. Thank you, guys. And thank you for listening to On the Road with MTA, Stephanie K, and Jay. That's me. And next week, you know what I'm going to have in? Somebody talking about the shelters that are out there. So if you are homeless, we'll find a way to get you fed and warm. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.